Welcome to 20 Minute Bible Study, a podcast from Faith on Hill Church in Milwaukee, Oregon. My name is Adam, and while I start the timer, would you open your Bible to the book of Exodus, chapter 8? All right, and with 20 minutes on the clock, let's continue as we've been looking at the plagues in the book of Exodus. God's people had been enslaved in the land of Egypt for hundreds of years at this point. They had been the slaves of the Egyptian people, building infrastructure and industry, being oppressed, not being allowed to worship as God had prescribed. And God had raised up a deliverer named Moses, who famously came to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and said, let my people go. And of course, the Pharaoh said, no. He said, who is this God? Who is Yahweh? the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Who is he that I should obey him? So Moses performed the miraculous signs and wonders that God had given him to testify and to verify his authority to speak on God's behalf. But Pharaoh did not believe. So God began to enact plagues of judgment on the people of Egypt and on the Pharaoh. Recently, in our previous episodes, we've seen how uh, God sent a plague of blood and the entire Nile River and all the water that came from the Nile River was turned into blood. There was a plague of frogs, and so the land was full of frogs. Today, in verse 16, we will see that there is a plague of gnats, and a plague of flies. God is sending judgment on the Egyptian people. Has it felt to you as if 2020 might be a year of judgment? I think some have asked that question. Is God judging America through plagues, through threats of war, through looting and rioting through injustice? Is God judging us? I would say this. If you look at 2020, and I know what the memes are saying. I mean, we literally had a tornado here in Portland the other day. We've had threats of murder hornets. Do you remember? I mean, this is so far back. Do you remember we almost, it felt like we were going to go to war with Iran like back in January? But we've had so many other crazy and horrible things happen since. Everybody's forgotten it. Is God judging us? I would say this. If he is, it has not been made clear. When God sent the plagues to the Pharaoh and against Egypt, it was incredibly clear that God was doing these things. Moses had been confirmed as God's messenger, both through testimony and through power. We don't have such a representative in our midst today. I know that there are people who would claim to speak, not just for God, but to speak collectively for the Christian church in America. And yet I don't see them coming with the same authority 
of the testimony of the church saying, yep, that's our representative. And I don't see them with the same power as Moses came with. So if God is judging America, it is not incredibly clear. My feeling is that we aren't so much receiving the judgment of God as that we are receiving the natural consequences of sin. Humanity has always experienced times of plague and pandemic. This world was not created in a fallen state. This world was not created the way that it is now. God created a world that was good, that was perfect. And because of humanity's sin, the world is put under a curse of sin and death. So plague and pestilence are the results, the consequences of our sin. The unrest that we are seeing, and to be clear, I do not believe that you fight injustice with more injustice. I do not believe that looting will help those communities and those people who live in fear, who have lived under injustice. And if you want to know more of where I stand on these things, you can go to uh, faithonhill.com. You can check out the conversation that I had with Pastor Herman Green. But are we just experiencing the consequences of years of sin, of years of injustice? I believe so. I don't believe God needs to judge us. Whereas with the Egyptians, they were getting the judgment of God. Now, I want to just clarify, when I said I don't believe God needs to judge us, I don't, it's not because I, I think that we are so good. I don't be, it's that I believe that God's judgment, his justice is coming. But right now we are in a time of grace where God is giving people the opportunity to repent and turn to Jesus. I believe the trials we are going through are the consequences of the sin of our nation and the sin of our world. Now, the Egyptians were told this is coming. Verse 16, The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the ground. Throughout the land of Egypt, the dust will become gnats. And they did this. And when Aaron stretched out his hand with the staff and struck the dust of the ground, gnats came on all people and animals. All the dust throughout the land of Egypt became gnats. When the magicians tried to produce gnats by their secret arts, they could not. Since the gnats were on people and animals everywhere, the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not listen, just as the Lord Yahweh had said. Gnats would be an annoying plague. But they would not be as severe as turning the water to blood. They would not be, to me, as much as uh, the frogs. It's almost as if God is showing restraint. There have been two intense judgments on the people. And now God is showing restraint. This third judgment, I am holding back a little bit. I'm not saying that it was good and happy and everybody was glad that there were bugs everywhere, as numerous as everything. It sounds horrible. But compared to the first two, this is a restrained judgment. The restraint will disappear after this. But even in judgment, even in justice, God shows mercy. 
And if God is judging America, let's say for a moment that God is judging America, what is your response? The Egyptians were judged by God for their sin, not just for enslaving and oppressing his people, although that was part of it. The Egyptians were idolatrous. The Egyptians were violent and conquering. The Egyptians murdered. And if the Egyptians could so easily murder the children of the Hebrews, what other children did they murder? God was bringing judgment and justice to them. What was their response? If God is judging us right now, is your response one of submission and asking for mercy? Or is your response one of defiance? I will not change my ways. I will not change my ways. I will not bow. My heart will stay hard. Even the Pharaoh's magicians began to see that this was the work of God. The first two plagues, they were able to replicate, whether through sleight of hand illusion or whether through some connection with the occult and with demonic power is not clear. But this third plague, they were not able to generate and they began to see. Even they said to Pharaoh, this is beyond us. And yet Pharaoh hardened his heart. Verse 20, the plague, oh, sorry, then the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes to the river. Say to him, this is what Yahweh says, let my people go so that they may worship me. If you do not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you and your officials, on your people, and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies. Even the ground will be covered with them. But on that day, I will deal differently with the land of Goshen, where my people live, so no swarms of flies will be there, so that you will know that I, Yahweh, am in this land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people. And this sign will occur tomorrow. A couple of things of note. The first is that God says, let my people go. Not so that they may do whatever they want. Let my people go so that they can uh, find the most fun in life and, and just be doing whatever they feel like. Let my people go so they may worship me. Let my people go so they may be my people. If God has brought freedom into our lives, that freedom is for a great purpose. That freedom is not so that we can seek our own good, but we can seek after Jesus. The next thing to note is that the first two plagues affected God's people. This third plague does not. I will deal differently. No swarm of fly will be there. Apparently, the Pharaoh was saying, you know, this is just natural disaster. This is just something happening. Even, even the, the Hebrews are affected by this. God is making a distinction between his people and not his people. His people and those who have not accepted him. Do I believe that God has a special plan and purpose for the Jewish people? I absolutely do. But do I believe that Pharaoh could have bowed his heart 
bowed his knee before God and worshipped? Yes, I do. I believe that Pharaoh could have become a person of God, yet he did not want to. And verse 24, the Lord did this. Dense swarms of flies poured into Pharaoh's palace, into the houses of his officials throughout Egypt. The land was ruined by the flies. And I don't have time to get into this, but there would be secondary ramifications to a plague of flies. If flies were everywhere, this would bring an increase in disease. It would bring an increase in sickness. Health conditions would deteriorate. Sanitary conditions would deteriorate. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God here in the land. I had not noticed this, and I doubt that I am the first, but I had not noticed this before this current uh, study of the book of Exodus. But God's people up to this point had been banned from worshiping God. I'm sure it was happening in secret, but publicly they were banned from worshiping the Lord. Moses said, that would not be right. The sacrifices we offer to the Lord our God would be detestable to the Egyptians. And if we offer sacrifices that are detestable in their eyes, will they not stone us? We must take three days' journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God as he commanded us. The reason that the people of Israel lived in Goshen and not in the main hub of Egyptian culture along the Nile is back in the book of Genesis that Jacob and his children were nomadic shepherds, and shepherds were looked down on by the Egyptian people. So, living separately with their herds, they could live in the provision of Egypt during the famine, but they would not be mistreated by people that looked down on them. Now we see that that has extended to their very act of worship. I do not believe that we have been banned from worshiping God during the COVID crisis. I do not believe that the church has been closed or canceled. I believe that the church is as essential as it has ever been, and we have been doing the essential work of God. I'm excited for the church to gather together again publicly, absolutely. But what is happening here, as happens in other places, such as Iran, such as China, that the church could not meet publicly for fear of their life. I think it's a slap in the face to the persecuted church for Americans to try to claim a persecuted status in this moment. An opposed status, perhaps, but a persecuted one, I don't think so. So Moses says, no, we've got to take three days' journey, otherwise the people are going to stone us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go offer the sacrifices to Yahweh your God in the wilderness, but you must not go very far. Now pray for me. So he's saying, you know, you, you go pray for me, and then this, will be, this plague will be lifted. Isn't that how people are? They have a problem. They have an issue. They have a concern. Oh, can you pray for me? Can you, can you pray for me so this will be fixed in my life? I love praying with people. I love praying for people. 
I think it's good and right and healthy for us to pray for one another. I love it when we get answers to prayer. For months, I think over a year, our church prayed for a woman named Vicki. None of us have ever met except for Stephen Joan, but we've been praying for her. And just this couple weeks ago, she finally got her, her organ transplant. It has been amazing, her recovery, and we rejoice in answered prayer. My small group has been praying for one of our small group members to get a new job. He just got hired on. We're rejoicing in answered prayer. But that, I I believe in that. At the same time, what I'm trying to get at is that people say, you pray for me. You go before God. Pharaoh could have prayed. Pharaoh could have asked. I can pray for you. You can pray for me. But I can't go before God the way that you can go to God through Jesus. Don't try to live your spirituality through someone else. It will not work. The faith of your spouse, the faith of your parents, the faith of your grandparents, the faith of your children will not save you. Only your faith in Jesus can see your sins forgiven, see your life changed. Moses answered, As soon as I leave, I will pray to the Lord, and tomorrow the flies will leave Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Only let Pharaoh be sure that he does not act deceitfully again by not letting the people go to offer sacrifices to Yahweh. Then Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to Yahweh, and Yahweh did what Moses asked. And the flies left Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Not a fly remained. But this time also Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let the people go. Previously, in a different plague, Pharaoh had said, fine, go. And then Moses had prayed and the plague had been lifted and Pharaoh changed his mind. Don't let that be you. Right now we're feeling the pressure. Right now we're having to come to terms with so many things. We all had plans. We thought we were in control and then COVID happened and we had to face the fact that we weren't in control like we thought we were. We had an idea of how things were, and then we saw the murder of our fellow countrymen, our fellow Americans. We saw Ahmaud Aubrey die. We saw George Floyd die. We we read about Breonna Taylor dying, and so many others. And we're having to come to terms. But at some point, the pressure is going to decrease. At some point, it's going to be a little easier. And the challenge is, will we remain in a place of repentance and humility when the pressure's off? The person whose heart has truly been changed is the person who, when the pressure is off, remains in the place of repentance. How do you know the difference between are you really sorry or are you just sorry because you got caught? Talk to me in a few years. I died And my life is now hidden in God with Christ, the scripture says. If my life is truly in God through Christ and with Christ, then it won't matter if the pressure is on or off. Pharaoh, the pressure got off. 
and he recanted instead of staying in a place of repentance. Well, our 20 minutes are up. I want to say thank you for joining us today on 20 Minute Bible Study. You can follow us at Faith on Hill on social media, faithonhill.com. New episodes of the 20 Minute Bible Study are released every Thursday. We stream our Sunday sermons, premiering them every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Thank you for joining us for another 20-minute Bible study.